On this episode of BeelerCast, I talked to Andrew Casale from the Index Exchange, and we cover a lot of great topics, certainly talk about media math, we talk about sustainability, we talk about good stewardship for publishers and what SSPs have to do to help their publisher partners and help lead them as well as react to them. So much great stuff. And you know what? I even let Andrew go on vacation because he did such a great job. With that, welcome to BeelerCast. Andrew, welcome to BeelerCast. So excited to talk to you. I understand that I'm, I'm catching you right before you actually go on vacation and take some time off. What is that? What's that like? And can you share where you're going? <laughs> well, uh, thanks so much for having me, Rob. My vacation is not particularly uh, ambitious at all. Uh, as of now, it's a staycation for a couple of weeks. It's been an absolutely crazy year. You know, the, the middle of the summer is the most reliable time to just take a beat. I might put a last minute trip in there that I book literally next week, but uh, otherwise we're, we're looking at a pretty boring staycation stuff around the house and all that jazz. Got it. Yeah. My, my wife had to give up on the staycation concept that I kept throwing to her because it just really turned into me just staying in my office. So yes, I, <laughs> but I appreciate the attempt. I appreciate the attempt Yeah. and you hit on, you definitely hit on the crazy year. One of the reasons I reached out to you specifically is the, the media math, uh, bankruptcy and that whole situation. And I knew that that, you know, what that really did was put partnerships to the test. It put the relationship between publishers and SSPs. Like it, it, it brought up some real conversations and our community really was like active in trying to figure out again, what's, how's this going and so forth. And I'd love to hear your thought process around the whole situation in terms of you know, all of these particular pieces. So wherever you want to dive into it, I, I know I'm going to have some additional questions for you, but what, what comes top of mind when you're thinking about this situation that's occurred? Yeah, but like, believe it or not, to me, what's top of mind uh, isn't this situation, but is actually the, the polarizing event that was seismic a few years ago. And, you know, if, if you kind of go back to that event, that affected, you know, the entire programmatic community, publishers, certainly all the exchanges, and was significantly larger, uh, came with no notice. Nobody really saw that happening. And that was a, an event that I think us as a company and everyone in our, in our peer space went to and looked at their businesses harshly and asked themselves, like, what is our approach to being good financial stewards for our publishers? And what changes do we have to make to our policies, to our practices to ensure this literally never happens again? So if I were to flash forward to, you know, this current event, you know, we're fortunate that we, we learned a significant number of lessons from that event. You know, if you look at the, uh, the receivables or the payables list uh, that was revealed uh, on the back of this most recent event, you know, there was quite a few companies that had about the same uh, exposure to media math index included. And that was probably because scientifically they all equated to the exact same risk threshold for the line of credit that they could extend. And then there were companies with significantly higher lines of credit. Um, so I guess for me, first and foremost, this just brought me back to Seismic and I think reminded me and our company that we were correct to make a significant number of decisions in alignment with protecting uh, publisher receivables and ad spend at the expense of 
foregoing business. That meant uh, tighter lines of credit, shorter payment terms. That ultimately meant, in certain cases, DSPs bringing less ad spend to the exchange. But it was safe. It was good business. It was responsible business. And so, you know, to be perfectly frank, the biggest surprise to me were the amounts uh, and some of the names at the top, where it was just sort of like, this happened already. <laughs> Why is this happening again? So to be perfectly honest, my, my initial read was surprise. And, and then also, you know, like my heart goes out to all, all the media mathers. Media math is a, is a pretty special DSP in, in the hearts of index, because if we go back to our pivot 12 years ago, 13 years ago now, they were DSP number two that integrated, that took a bet on, on our pivot. And so we've had a longstanding partnership with them for such a long time. I, I know so many people within the, the media math machine. Uh, we've done what we can to also help people find new roles in ad tech. But yeah, that, that was certainly the the other reaction that happened at the same moment. But yeah, happy to, to drill into any of that. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's great. I think, you know, that's the, the part that just goes toward, to me, uh, the, some of how just our industry works, certainly the open exchange, but just in the programmatic world itself, which, you know, to my mind, it's, again, this, the seismic to uh, media math are very big players and a sudden event. What I, what I think about is all the other things, like all the other DSPs. And just, again, there's like not, not enough companies in our space are differentiated, right? And there's an aspect of kind of some of them just trying to go and like, there's an aspect from a publisher perspective, we want you as an SSP to bring multiple kinds of demand, mm -hmm. right? So we're asking you, if anything, please, please increase your risk to some extent. And at the same time, whoa, 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 like not too risky, right? So it's like, we're all sitting there trying to make sure that we we set ourselves up to collect as much revenue as possible. And that means creating these partnerships. And I think the thing that we just kept seeing in the, the thing is the kind of the sequential liability, right. right? And there's an aspect of that that like, in some way you've kind of answered a lot of my questions already, because again, if you're a good steward in terms of financially with what you're arranging, you're protecting us, right? right. And at the same time, I am sure there are publishers who continually go and like, hey, what can we do? Like, how can you bring me more more money? And by the way, and be I'm, and I'm being like honest. This is how I talk to my publishers too. It's like, index, could you bring me more money? And uh, by the way, we want you to take less. Could you just like make us more? You know, like there's a there's a there's a chasm there. Like, there's a disconnect there that I just I know you work with some people really closely and have really good relationships with your publishers. I'm sure there's a few that are noisy, like the one I'm talking about, but there's some aspect of this that I'm trying to navigate in my head. And let me come back to an actual question, Andrew, um, which is just this idea of um, like from a publisher perspective, why don't we go this direction for a second here, which is what can, what could you get from your partners, your publishers to help you help them protect their interests as you go out and talk to partners? I want to go into some of what you said as well, and then maybe yeah, I'll end with that if, if I could. First and foremost, like if you take you know uh, the the many different um, you know customer types that we work with in the publisher community, and, and we love them all, uh, and we certainly get every variety of, of what you articulated. I think they would all agree 
with one thing, which is, you know, whether they want more ad spend or not, and whether they want to introduce risk or not, you know, if, if index offers to, you know, show them through a dashboard, a million dollars in ad spend, but it never comes to them, never gets into their wallet. It's never paid. It doesn't matter. And so there's risk in all parts of business. There was risk in programmatic before the pandemic. There was risk in programmatic before seismic or, or media math, but responsible risk is good business. And as soon as you veer outside of that, it, it doesn't matter because no, no head of programmatic is going to go to their boss and say, we didn't get paid, but look at that chart. <laughs> just imagine <laughs> if we did. Like That's just not reality. Um, and so I guess I would say index lives in reality. Uh, and, and I will always sign my name to that. And that might mean that we, we don't take some business that might look good on a chart, but might not ever get into a publisher's wallet. And I, I'd also say like, it does mean something to us to be partners with publishers. I've walked through publisher buildings for almost 15 years now, and I have a great appreciation for the work that they do and our purpose as their partner. And I know that if they don't get paid, it doesn't matter. So I guess I would say like, that would be my, my, my kind of response on the risk point. On the sequential liability point, we are ultimately stewards of publishers' ad spend. We take this responsibility incredibly seriously. And so the notion that you know, in attempting to grow ad spend, we would be conducting some kind of a trade where we are trading extended payment terms or extended lines of credit far outside of reasonable risk in return for ad spend. It just does not feel like good business. That feels like very risky business. Uh, and that's just not business that we're going to, to bring into index. And so as that pertains to sequential liability, we don't look at sequential liability as a parachute that enables us to do risky business. <laughs> That's not its purpose at all. It's a privilege to have that clause in any of our agreements with publishers, uh, but we take that incredibly seriously. We don't ever want to have to invoke that clause because we know what it means. And I think that's the difference. You know, if you run your business with the understanding that if something goes wrong, the publishers will cover you. I don't think that you're worthy of having that clause in your publisher agreements. And that would be my advice to publishers who find themselves in a position right now where they're being impacted. And, and so like to me, it's a combination of, do your vendors deserve the clause? Because seismic already happened three years ago. This should not be happening right now. Or at the very least, what are your partners doing in setting lines of credit and establishing payment terms? And you know, if they're saying, well, we're giving you know, certain partners more credit than they should have because we're getting you lots of ad spend, you probably should take that as a red flag. Right. You know, the, the other thing that I would say, uh, and this is something that, that you know, we, we've actually seen an increase in, which we've, we've felt is great, is um, a lot of publishers have finance teams, they have CFOs. Generally speaking, um, our relationship with publishers tend to be more like the programmatic or the ops teams or maybe the CRO group. But we've had more and more CFOs reaching out to our you know, day to days to, to get connected to Neil, our CFO, to learn more about how this business works in the face of this incident. And I take that as positive change as well, because historically they were not as active in the business. I think that's a good thing that publishers should lean into because 
finance teams should understand how this business works. They should understand the rights that some of your vendors have in these agreements and the potential downstream liability you have because of those rights. And that might lead to certain sweeping changes that otherwise wouldn't be made. That would be my uh, ultimate advice. I, I mean, to, to me, if that, that conversation is happening, it, is. It, it shows the maturity of our industry, right? Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like some of, the, some of the things that we've built on have just been good ideas put on other good ideas <laughs> without necessarily the guardrails, right? Yep. But you've kind of hit on all those pieces that if, if um, you know, and I've worked with many a finance team where I've just gone, yeah, we, we're going <laughs> to, we're counting a hundred, but we're billing 80 and we're hoping to get paid 60. Like that's accounting 101. That's the first thing, the first day, like you don't work this way. Right? right. And, and we've, we've allowed for some of that. And I think, which goes to one of the other pieces to this and why I can't speak to index. Right. But I think some other companies are certainly thinking is that a lot of our industry floats on just liquidity, right? We need demand hitting as many impressions as possible, which is a problem because it's almost an infinite amount of supply. We could always just add more ads and there isn't an infinite amount of demand, right? But we need, we need people competing. That's how an auction works. And I feel like perhaps that's some of the road that, again, whether publishers have pushed certain companies or other companies look at and go, well, hopefully this helps just up that CPM just so I can win some more. So in other words, to your point, I'm going to take a little bit more risk in the hopes of just winning enough to keep kind of solvent and moving and so forth. And I feel like the media math thing just exposed this idea that like, you can't just be making sucker bets anymore. If you're, if you're at the craps table, there's a good way to play the craps, right? <laughs> and it's not uh, $8, you know, $10 on the yo, um, this, that, and whatever. You you kind of have to start playing smart, make my smart bets, right? I think that that's some of what, what has kind of plagued us as an industry is that. And that goes to just, in my question to you around transparency, uh, uh, around, again, working with your publishers to understand the changes happening in our space. Some of it has to do with these kinds of things, right? But there's also so many more identifiers. I'm, you know, I'm learning new phrases all the time from bid decoration to absorption rates to like all sorts of things just keep coming up with how we set up our business to work as it's evolving and so forth. And I'm kind of curious, how are you as an index leading the charge in terms of these conversations to create the transparency publishers need about what's actually happening in the auction? That's a great point. Maybe just, you know, from from where you started, I think one of the one of the positives, but then subsequent negatives that came out of the rise of uh, header bidding and the unified auction was, you know, we moved from an environment where the SSP was often you know, dominant and primary for a given publisher, which really minimized the competitive dynamics and enabled bad business models to thrive to one where you almost could create near infinite competition. So I think, you know, in effect, we went from something that was on one polar extreme, which was not good, to another polar extreme, which has proven to be not good. And so I think like the key is just to get back to some sort of balance where 
you know, we never advocate for a publisher to just use one SSP. As much as that might not seem self-serving to our future, we get it. Competition's incredibly important. It keeps vendors honest and we're signed up for it. And I, I think there are still some in our space that are hoping to go back to the way things were, but I think enough publishers are well aware of what, what happens in that environment. And so then, then you know, if you look at the other extreme where we typically operate, the, the, the downside of, of too much competition, and it's not that we're afraid of competition, we love it. We, we like to think we had a little something to do with making it so competitive, is you start to erode strategic partners down to demand vendors, you know, it's like, well, we work with 20 of you. Uh, and it's like, well, you know, at Index, we, we, we generally do like to partner and get really close to our customers, but to the publisher, it's like, yeah, but you're one of 20. Not every publisher, obviously. My point being, I think when, when you have a, a little bit of an imbalance on the other side, there's just, there's, there's almost too much competition. No one can kind of keep state. No one can build that strategic bond. And everyone is eroded down to like, look, like, I loved your results last month, but this month you're about a penny off on your bits. And it's like, does the penny actually change anyone's financial statements? No, but that's, that's sort of the market that we've been in for the last few years. The positive though, is that is changing. And, and, it, and it does feel like that change is happening at an accelerated clip, whether you know, events like this triggered it. You know, we had a few SSPs depart earlier this year as well, but we're you know, kind of witnessing an environment of publishers where um, they're bringing us in more. We're having more of the strategic conversations that we have always wanted to have. And I get the impression that strategic decisions are being made uh, to reevaluate. Is 20 right? Is 12 right? Or, or, or should we be bringing this in? And there's even a few publishers that are doing very progressive A-B strategies right now, where you know if they've got 10 vendors, they're going to turn off one or two and just you know wait a week. If the ad spend all comes back, did you need them? Th these decisions, though, weren't being made before and are hard to make because they might come at a financial risk day one, day two, day three. But I think they're important. Um, and so I guess I would say I do see that swing back happening. We advocate for it, even if it means uh, index is subject to an A-B test. We're good with that. We are happy to prove our value. I think that leads to a better market in the end. To your point about transparency, I would say that Pubs that are leaned in on the raw fumes from the exchanges are generally the best informed. And I don't think all pubs are either aware of these capabilities or are potentially a resource to be able to take advantage of them. But if, if I look at Index specifically, we have APIs available to every customer where you can effectively log by log, line by line, audit every single transaction on the exchange. It's a level of transparency that I think is is warranted for this age of maturity, but I think oftentimes is, un is overlooked in just aggregated reporting where lots of things can hide. So we're also seeing more usage of some of these capabilities that historically were just sort of like, we're not going to use that because I think, you know, people are asking tougher questions. Maybe the CFO is asking tougher questions and uh, tools that have been there the entire time are being leveraged. And, and so we certainly encourage more of that. Otherwise, strategically, our, our focus is to teach uh, wherever we can. There's an ambiguity of ad tech. You, know, you mentioned the new flavor of the month terms, which change every month or week or day in this space. There is so much ambiguity in ad tech. There's so much complexity in ad tech. I think so many people hide behind the complexity 
and present themselves to be super with it because they can use complicated terms. Our strategy has always been intimately understand things down to the system level and then make them simple. And if you can't do that, what are you doing? And so, you know, to that end, we've launched a, a series. We launched it in, in, in April, Index Explains. We started with streaming and really have just been focused on Let's take something that is big and, and ambiguous to many and start breaking it down into logical blocks. And uh, we're going to start to move that into other uh, streams as well. But that's just one way that we're demonstrating at Index. Like we're big on transparency, but we're also big on teaching and we're not big on complexity. And there's too much complexity in AdSec. We're not here to add more of it. We're here to remove it. Uh, and I also find that that is, the, that is the path that leads to standards, which we're also big on. You know, innovation is important. Sometimes it, it leads to standard. But uh, at some point, you need the standard. Otherwise, you can't scale. Complexity comes with that early innovation, but eventually it holds you back and you can't scale. So that, kind of, that tends to be our, our, our thing and our strategy. So there are a couple, couple of things there just to hit on, which is your, I have, I've actually been watching you build up that content. Awesome. Uh, a big fan with that approach. And it, it, it's the way that I kind of think about it too. One of the things I've always working with our publisher community on is, finding resources just to help explain something and not do it. I, I, I always use the example of like every company created a GDPR deck and it would have been great if one of us had done it and just yeah. shared it with everyone else. Exactly. 80% of it would have been done. So I've actually been a big fan for what you're doing there. Appreciate that. I also think that there's something that you just really hit on that again, is my message to the publishers of that, you know, there was a time where just adding another partner, potentially got you upside. And I think we're seeing more and more of the sophisticated publishers going like, actually, that's the opposite. And so I think that there's going to be that piece. And I also see just kind of the trend with publishers is more and more getting into that data to find those little pockets that you can set and build. And I mean, look, that goes to that whole maturity piece of it too, of just, you know, throwing that out. But the, the one line there that, again, really is to me, the focus of conversations I want to have with with you and with our publisher community is that sort of just a demand partner, a partner and starting to go like, you know, again, we've got DSPs acting as SSPs. We've got, we've got everyone, you know, and we all come back to what Kieran said long, long ago, everyone's an ad network, right? All of these things play out. Everything is self-interested. Incentives are not aligned, right? And I feel like there's an aspect that, like, to me, the conversation I want to have with an SSP is how are you building your business? How do I support you building your business while obviously maximizing my revenue? And that's alignment on these things. And so I think I'm hoping you get more of those conversations uh, that starts to grow is really the only, if you're optimizing programmatic, you should be optimizing your relationships, not beating people up over a penny, right? <laughs> so that's hopefully where we get to. So that's I think that's where we are for what it's worth. Like uh, it has changed uh, significantly. We are swinging to that hopefully happy point. We definitely for many years were on the absolute extreme end. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you're right. I mean, again, it was at one point, I think what SPO was seeing like, oh no, dirty word of, the, of what's going on. And I think more publishers are looking at their ads.txt file and going like, uh, time to make some changes, <laughs> which which hits on sustainability, right? Yeah. Which I think is one of the things that, uh, you know, again, as we sit there and try to 
optimized to what we're, we're doing and so forth. What is index doing on the sustainability front? Where do you see some of this going? Curious your thoughts. Yeah. Sustainability is factored into every business decision we make at index. And, you know, that's been a huge focus for us throughout the year as well. And there's like a bunch of different pillars across index where we're specifically prioritizing investments and efforts. You've got global data centers, you've got our, our product and tech, things that we're doing in industry to collaborate, operations, and then also just internally employee support. So there's like many different projects running at any one time. Obviously, our primary carbon exposure is the transactions that we process. You know, I believe all but one of our data centers today globally are, um, you know, as highly graded as they can already be from a sustainability perspective. And the last we plan to transition over the next year, but, you know, that's one primary um, area of focus. The other area of focus is we have a healthy obsession over efficiency in index, and we have for a very long time because we think it's linked to the problem that we're ultimately here to solve for our customer, which is a marketplace's purpose um, is to extend value to the edges of the market. You know, in our world, the marketer should have more of their dollars going to working media and the publisher should see more of it in their wallet. And so we sort of say that pursuit of efficiency is sort of like a twin of sustainability in that for us to achieve our goal, it means we have to continue to lower and lower and lower the load of index. We're doing that in a few ways. We were pretty ambitious in the pandemic to use some of the spare time we had to rewrite the entire exchange from scratch in 2021, which we did uh, <laughs> fully, fully remotely. I, I have, uh, I'm sorry, Andrew. I just have this image of you just sitting at a blank, you know, monitor screen and just sitting there going like, "All right, what's the first line of code?" Right? Exactly. But yes, I know that's not quite how it works. <laughs> I, I I didn't code it. My our incredible team did, but um, that reduce the cost of compute and electricity at our edge uh, by 50%. That's a benefit that we are still um, gaining to this day. Um, and then our investments in ML uh, and AI, uh, we bought a company called River about a year ago uh, that's fused into everything that we're doing uh, at Index. They're all you know, basically predicated around the belief that just because um, you know, an auction comes into the exchange doesn't mean it's relevant to all of our buyers, doesn't mean it's even likely to transact. Um, and so we can be incredibly wasteful in this business, or we can be incredibly smart. Um, and so we're increasingly recognizing, uh, the more we can predict, um, you know, what impressions a given buyer is going to buy or what auctions are likely to lead to an impression with or not, uh, the more we can just fundamentally reduce how expensive the exchange is to operate. Um, and that gives us a twin benefit. It's more efficient, which means over time that can benefit our business model and benefit publishers, but also it means less compute, less electricity, less going through the wire. So like fundamentally from a pure hardcore product perspective, uh, it's our data centers and just our, our bets in uh, making the platform smarter and making better decisions. The only other thing I would call out in a similar vein though, would be our approach to quality and supply on the exchange. You know, there's a lot of industry talk right now about MFA. And you know, we take a pretty aggressive stance that it's prohibited on the exchange. That said, MFA is a little gray. It's a bit subjective as to what it is and what it is not. But where the you know, activity is obvious or blatant or where it's on a, a block list that buyers are sharing with us, it's prohibited on the exchange. That philosophy is also a little different than some of our peers who have come out recently and are saying that MFA, uh, we block on deals, which implies it's allowed on the exchange. <laughs> right. Um, right. And uh, MFA, I think, is also linked to sustainability because some of these sites, they are like, if you just, you know, pull up any kind of crawler, like 
they are pushing a ton of requests out. They're refreshing ads all the time. Like they're, they're big and, and, and some of them push a ton of supply. And so I, I'd also say that which the exchange transacts has a link to sustainability as well, which is if you're sort of openly allowing um, activity that's just potentially causing a lot of carbon for very little ad spend or like, you know, one penny CPM, even if you're doing all the other things right, that's not great. So the most relevant collection of points, but we're also taking this lens internally as well, the investments we're making in our offices uh, for our employees. And it's something that we're super leaned into. I, I'd also say to the to the buy side community, I don't think we receive a single RFI or RFP today from agencies who are doing SPO efforts or other kind of discovery efforts with supply. Uh, that don't have a significant carve out for sustainability and a significant number of questions. And the questions are getting meatier and, you know, they're, they're requiring uh, more detail on, you know, your investments and your plans and your goals. And so, you know, that's also driving us to, to lean in uh, heavier. And I think in the end, if you think of that snapback to perhaps, you know, do you need 20 partners or do you need five? The reality is every successful partner is effectively a duplicative form of electricity and carbon and, and output to, to conduct the same task. We don't advocate for one because you bring back all the problems of the past, but I think we can probably agree that, that 20 is not necessarily sustainable either as another sort of driver uh, behind this. One of the things I really like about what you just said with the sustainability thing is, again, that this can be a, this is something that publishers can start to, to lead on. Right. So in other words, this is really in our industry is kind of built by brand. And by the way, again, I, I also I don't want to like not acknowledge the fact that you've been about sustainability. And the other thing about index that I know is you're about your people. You champion your people um, so much in such a great corporate culture on that part. But from the sustainability particular piece, right, is I feel in some cases publishers are feeling this being put upon them. Not that they're not for sustainability, but it's a matter of how that's playing out. But if you just, I, I would love for everyone to kind of dissect what you went through and the idea of that, like, again, whether it be the number of partners you work with to there are times that you're sending uh, a request on an impression that probably did need to be served. Not every ad you you come up with needs to be done. Like I, like, I just remember just like, talking internally at times of going like, you know, we could just not serve an impression, right? If, if, and by the way, again, people have done the work and sometimes that will increase your revenue overall versus sitting there trying to serve every potential impression. And of course, we all know there are websites, you feel the, you feel the, the fan kicking on on your laptop once you go there. And that should be like your first sign that maybe this isn't a good idea. So, Andrew, we covered a lot of ground. Thanks for, I mean, look, there's an aspect that I, I race with my questions with you. Cause again, there's like so much I want to like <laughs> unpack and for you to cut through and you did a great job of taking my one question with four parts to it and dissecting that. Thank you as, as you always do whenever I talk to you. I now approve of your vacation. I think you should go and maybe put the laptop down and go some, spend some time with your family and go take that trip, go take that trip. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, uh, Rob, for having me. This was great. And uh, I will take your advice and uh, looking forward to it and looking forward to seeing you soon. Andrew, thank you.